Hey everyone, welcome back. This special episode is intended as a morale boost to anyone out there feeling social isolation, loneliness, depression, anyone feeling anxious about the future, suffering unemployment, or worried about yourself, your family, or others as part of the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm going to share concepts from the book, Gentleman's Guide to Flirting, that I think might help. The book, as the title suggests, is focused on meeting women but the concepts covered in the book have much broader applicability than that, especially in part one. Let's dig into this a bit because I think a lot of people might benefit from it. But first, a quick word from our sponsor, me. everyone. Welcome to the Gentleman's Guide to Flirting. I am David, the author of the book of the same name, Gentleman's Guide to Flirting, available on Amazon.com. I am also your host and the exalted leader of the Gentleman's Guide to Flirting empire. You will be able to find this content on YouTube or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Thank you for joining. Let's get started. Hello everyone. It is August 15th, 2020, and we are still in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. This is episode 5 of The Gentleman's Guide to Flirting, where the intent is to give you a morale boost. Now, how can a guy who wrote a book about flirting do that? Sounds like nonsense. Well, I believe the mindset and methods of the book are relevant and helpful for dealing with some of the issues a lot of folks out there might be facing as a result of the pandemic. I wrote this book to help change the culture in a small way, and the method that I went with to achieve that goal ended up having a much broader applicability to other problems. Let's take a look at approaches to dealing with the pandemic-related challenges through the lens of the book. But first, understand this. This crisis will end. This crisis absolutely will end. That may not happen as soon as we would all like, but it will end. It may be by the end of 2020, but most likely sometime in the first half of 2021 before we see a, an effective vaccine or set of vaccines. And that's coming from the best experts in the field. I heard that from Bill Gates, Dr. Fauci, the CDC, the World Health Organization, all seem to be backing away from their prior uh, like extremely cautious positions, being the scientists that they are to having a bit more confidence that some of the vaccines that are being in development right now um, will, will prove out in scientific testing. So we have reason, strong reason now, to be cautiously optimistic, looking into 2021 based on what real experts are saying. So having a vaccine coupled with uh, increasingly effective treatment methods uh, should help us find our way out of this uh, issue by the end of 2021. All right. Let's talk about some of the basics relevant to the issue of managing your way through a health crisis or pandemic like this. So what we need to do is get from now to then. And by then, I mean when we finally turn the corner, have an effective vaccine, we start our way out of this crisis back to normality. And then we need to consider what we do past that point. Once, once we turn the corner in the future, uh, when we start putting this virus behind us. So your mindset, what is the mindset that I'm saying is applicable from the book that is relevant to what millions of people are going through right now? In short, it is the same as what you were doing before the pandemic hit and what you should be doing after. 
So from now until we turn that corner, there's a few things I like to highlight uh, for you to keep in mind as you uh, uh, decide how to conduct yourself in your day to day. Uh, first, uh, continue to make progress every day towards your goals. And by that, I mean health and financial and career and family and education. Uh, just as a personal example, as things were shutting down early in 2020, as the, as the uh, pandemic sort of spread in the United States where I'm based, you know, there was a lot of things that were shut down. And that still might be the case for you here in August of 2020. As things were uh, shutting down in my area, I said to myself, you know, fine, take away the distractions. You, know, you want to take those distractions away? I'll just work harder on the things that matter. Uh, for example, I already work from home 100% of the time, so I didn't have any kind of adjustment along those lines, and I'm grateful that I did not lose my job as part of the uh, pandemic, un unlike so many uh, people out there that did, but, you know, millions of them. Uh, the gym, the gyms in my area got all shut down like they did, you know, in, in a number of countries. I said, fine, take that away. I bought some workout equipment and was doing my best in my garage. Uh, I'm not going to just, you know, just sulk over that. That's if that's what the world decided to go throw my way. That's the curveball I get. I do the best I can with it. If I wasn't able to get workout equipment, I would just use my body weight. Uh, just do push-ups, do pull-ups, do squats with your body weight. Uh, I, I think health is important. It's something that I prioritize. So in my case, I find out my uh, it helps my mental well-being in addition to my physical to, to, to work out every day. I do so maybe four or five times a week. So that's an example. Another example of uh, how of, of a change I made is I decided to finish off this book, uh, The Gentleman's Guide to Flirting. I've been working on that thing for a little over three years, and I decided, okay, well, you know, all these distractions have been taken away. I said, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and do something positive. I'm going to turn 2020 into a, a great year. I, if the if the um, universe just decided to try to screw me alongside the you know you guys, I said, I I, I don't do that. I don't play that. Uh, I'm going to think of ways to go and make the most of my time. So I decided to go and finish off the book, and I started this YouTube channel, and I launched the the podcast. Um, a third thing is at my day job, I have a regular day job. I doubled down at work. I went harder. Uh, some people that I work with, they needed to slow down because they needed some room because of, uh, childcare issues. You know, the schools closed up and the, you know, their children were at home. Uh, so they, they needed of course to take care of that. And that takes many hours or they may need to take care of people who may have gotten sick or, you know, vulnerable people that may be living in their homes or in their families. That's all fine. Self-care, uh, taking care of mental health for yourself and others around you is, is absolutely vital. All right, back to my points here. Uh, be a strong asset to your family and friends. And by that, I mean money, if you can afford it time if you can, emotional support, just whatever is needed. And one thing that I added to the list, the uh, next two things that are on screen for people consuming this through YouTube is be an asset to your neighbors, be an asset to your community. Uh, I added those to this list. That's not something I emphasize in the book, uh, but it's kind of implied in there. You know, if you have elderly neighbors who may need extra help, you know, I, I, I did 
decide to do that because I said, gosh, you know, it's kind of hard to go out there and compete for supplies, you know, to, to go get up to these stores. If you feel like you might get sick and you're a little older, might be vulnerable. Maybe uh, I just said to myself, it might be better if I decide to just go and reach out, just go throw up my hand, say hello, and just go make the offer. I mean, a lot of times they say no, but sometimes they say yes. You say, I'm going to the store here soon. Do you need me to go and pick up anything? I could just leave it on your porch. So there's nothing wrong with doing that. And that it just helps go and strengthen and, and build your relationships with your neighbors. By being an asset to your community, I, that's another thing I added to my whole concept of being an asset to people around you. Uh, family, family and close friends is essential always, no matter what. But in this, in these special times during COVID, I, I think community is a good thing too. Uh, just on a personal note, I'm grateful my I'm in a position where I can be a little more generous financially with folks. So, you know, when I was going out and I, in this, I live near a small town uh, in in the, in the United States in Virginia. And I made a conscious effort. I went out to uh, small restaurants that still were doing uh, drive-up service, or they had set up a little bit of you know a curbside thing outside. I made a point of going and spending more money there, and I would throw down very generous tips to the service workers out there because those are people that live in my community, and I'm in a position, thankfully, to be able to give a little bit more, and I did. So uh, what do you do after you turn the corner? Like we get into 2021 and hopefully we get some good news and like, uh, you know, the, the impact of this virus will be will diminish by the time we get to the end of 2021. What do we do mindset wise differently? Nothing is what I say. Absolutely nothing. Uh, your, your, your mindset should, should be pretty much the same. Uh, just basically be kind and generous to everyone as best you can afford it, especially as, as much time as you have to spare. Uh, financially, if you can afford that, and, and uh, any other way that you think might be helpful. Note that none of this says, nothing that I'm saying so, is, is about wallowing in misery, staying in bed all day, and feeling bad for yourself. This mindset's more about taking action and having a plan and a philosophy and making high-quality decisions every day, even on the smallest things, and driving toward your goals in the highest-quality ways. If things become too much, go back to your priorities. Uh, what's on screen right now, and I'll read this out for the benefit of the people listening via podcast. Uh, you know, you only have 24 hours in a day, but uh, so you might have to prioritize things. You can prioritize what you're doing. And like I said, this is straight out of the book. Uh, priority one is you, uh, and closely related to that is your number two, your goals, your career, your business, and your education. Number three is your family, your partners, and your close friends. Now, remember, this may sound selfish on the surface, but the reason why you're putting so much into one and two, why you're putting so much into you, yourself, your goals, your career, etc., is is that you want to be as strong of an asset, as valuable of an asset as possible to these people, to your family, to your close friends, to, to other people that you care about. This isn't selfish at all. It's quite the opposite. Uh, level four is girlfriends, uh, five is casual friends and acquaintances, and six is everyone else. Again, I bring this up because I'm finding during these times that the asks of me are more than normal during this during this during the pandemic. And there's again, there's only 24 hours in a day, and I've got things I got to do. So I find it helpful to fall back to these to, to these found one of these to these foundational principles. And I find myself quite often think about this priority guidance. So I put it there in front of you for consideration to maybe help you organize your day. 
So let's dig in a little more deeply uh, about the social, cultural, and economic changes relevant to the COVID-19 pandemic. Until we turn that corner, definitely, and I know that not everyone agrees about this, but I, I strongly suggest you follow the health guidelines. That's the mask wearing, it's the social distancing. It seems like there's uh, some evidence out there that it helps. I know not everyone agrees. Some people are unable to to comply, especially with the mask thing, because those suckers are hard to breathe in. I, I, I don't have any kind of respiratory problems, but I, I don't do too well with those, especially in the gym. But, but I say that because, uh, you know, to follow the health guidelines, because it might be, it, it'll be harder to be the person you need to be for yourself and for others. If you get knocked down, how are you going to be a strong asset to other people if you get wiped out or you're sick or you have some severe, uh, implications or outcomes from getting this, this virus before you can get to a vaccine or we somehow can manage our way out of the situation. So it's something to keep in mind. Uh, next thing is uh, take whatever steps are necessary to support yourself. Now, I know millions of people got displaced out of their jobs. A lot of people lost their businesses. It's just a mess out there. It's a, a, a mess of historic, freaking catastrophic proportions. But yeah, some people, some businesses and some jobs are recovering. And I'm grateful for that. But we got to think about how many people, how many millions of people out there in the United States and worldwide that are still uh, dramatically affected by this mess. So. I just that's a that's a tough problem, but I just want to say like some types of jobs or whole businesses might have gone away or or, or continued or may continue to exist in the future in a diminished role and their numbers or their pay or awards or returns. So so think about what business or industry you are in. Uh, do you need to make any adjustments or changes now to continue to thrive and be successful in the future? Uh, next thing is be there for your family and friends. Um and I don't mean necessarily always with, around money, but you'd be the strong and dependable one in every way. Uh, that's the asset that I keep talking about. It could be financial. It could be time. It could be emotional support. It could just be, you know, spend some time on talking to somebody. You know, reach out to people. Don't let people suffer alone or in silence. Because uh, you don't know. They may be under a lot of pressure due to money or what is going on inside of their home with a family or children or they may have issues at work more than normal. So be patient, have a big heart. And just in general, be more patient, give people extra room. You know, people are, a lot of people are, are under pressure and they may not have the, you know, capacity and big heart that you do to be able to, you know, uh, deal with crises and being under stress for extended periods of time. So until we get to a normal leader and maybe mainly be a little more patient, don't lose your, don't be quick to lose your temper or give up on somebody too too quickly. Just give them a little give them a little space. Now, after we turn the corner, uh, that should be again like in twenty twenty one. We should be making strong strides in that uh, direction. Uh, get back to normal life uh, when you're comfortable. Uh, and I'm not going to say just jump right back into airplanes and everything. You do that when you feel comfortable with it. You, you're the one that's got to think about your your situation, uh, your health. Uh, your financial condition, uh, the, the 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 external demands and pulls on you uh, from outside parties, you're you're the one that decides that. But I I think return to normal life as as quickly as possible. Whenever you feel comfortable in your gut doing that, that's that's a good thing to do. And um, critical reflection, you know, like a nice retrospective is something you should be doing in quiet times. Is my suggestion. If this crisis revealed any change changes that you need to make, add those to your goals. 
Remember the goals we talked about in in the priority slide. You, your goals, you know, career, business, and education are your top things. You do a audit, a careful inventory of your goals to see if during this crisis uh, you need to make any changes around regarding people or your career or uh, you know your day to day, your decision making process, your thought process. Uh, another thing I want to point out is that from a, from a mindset perspective positivity positivity being positive is cool now it's cool it is cool to be positive it's not cool to whine and complain if you're if you predictably positive people will notice that while you're in this mess and afterward they'll they'll see that in you the that'll be your family your friends your co-workers your clients your colleagues they'll see that in you they'll be drawn to you they'll feel your energy and they'll feel they'll feel your confidence I'd like to wrap up by saying this crisis will end, but history tells us there will be more crises, so be prepared. By the end of 2021, things will be better, and in a few years' time, human nature being what it is, people will have largely forgotten about this period, but you learn from it. More crises are coming. We had the 2007 to 2009 financial crisis. Now we have this in 2020, only a few, well, a dozen or so years later. There's nothing in my crystal ball telling me that this is the last major crisis. And matter, as a matter of fact, more crises, financial and health are inevitable, which means you need to be ready and prepare in between. I believe the principles and mindset from the book certainly apply. We talk more about all of this in, in the book in part one and part four. In the book, we show how all of these concepts and methods fit together to help you be as successful as you want with women, but the benefits appear in everything you do. That's all that I have for now. I hope that helped. See you later.